This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 79 for the week of May 27th, 2007. Welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dyes and Chewy X, we cover anything and... Everything! Everything Dragon Ball, in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining! Hello to everyone! Everyone who's in the same room as me, and everyone who's in a room north of me, also on a computer, and everyone who's listening to the podcast, hello to all of you. Yes, you. Now, turn around. You. I'm talking to you. Yeah, you sexy listener. (gasps) Oh, he's looking Ah. at me! You know How I dreamy. Want I want you to listen. <gasps> oh, yes, master. To every word I have to say. Yes, sir. Uh, let's introduce who happens to be here at the moment. Let's start with my Nakama to the north. Yeah, that's me. That is you indeed. You sound uh, distracted. You're looking things up, aren't you? Yes. All right, well, that's actually uh, good for the show. You are Julian, and you have officially graduated from the college. That's right. I'm a Bachelor of Arts. Once Whoa. again, huzzah, give it up. Huzzah. You are, it's kind of scary. You now officially a full-fledged card-carrying member of our club. Not that I had anything to do with it, except I did it too, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, club, what are the benefits? Uh, higher pay. <laughs> Yay! Always cool. What else is going on with you, good sir? Well, not too much. I'm kind of in the process of unpacking and settling settling in. Um, getting money from people I barely know, but that's okay. That's cool. That's definitely cool. Cool stuff. <laughs> you can put it towards Oendon, too, if no one buys it for you. Exactly. I might even be able to come down to the convention without having to get a job, although having a job would be preferable. Yeah, it would indeed. And speaking of jobs, over here to my less than proverbial right, we have a level 15 marketing coordinator. Dude, today I gained two experience points. It was freaking awesome. You gained two experience points. So did you um, step on a rat in the corner of the office or something? I made photocopies. Wow. Nah, I didn't really. I I have no follow-up for this whatsoever. So you are Mary. Hi, I'm Mary. (laughs) You come to us from Temple of Trunks and also in the chair next to me and cool stuff like that. So hello. Hi there. So if uh, my friend to the north is Julian and my friend to the right is Mary, that makes me Mike Labrie Vegito E. Ekazu. E. Ekans. I think that's what I'll be from now on. Oh, You and your Pokemon obsession. We have uh, an episode for you this evening, this weekend, whatever you would like to call it. It's going to be another relatively short episode, but it's full of big news and big discussions and heading into a long weekend, which is always a good thing. So let's just get this show on the motherfucking road. Well, uh, the big news for the week is... Eh, I don't know. Maybe you've heard about it somewhere. and It doesn't seem to be all that popular with fanboys across every message board ever. Uh, something about a game and uh, something like a comet in the sky is going to crash down and destroy your PS2 and your Wii or something. Oh, 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 I get it. Shoko Nakagawa. <sighs> That's what it says on the outline. Oh, does it? Yeah. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's Shoko. Shoko Nakagawa. <laughs> uh, that is supposed to say Sparking Meteor, the video game that's 
been officially announced and stuff like that. Yes, it is true. The third game in the Sparking series. We have Sparking. We have Sparking Neo. Now we have Sparking Meteor. If you're in some country that doesn't have it as a Sparking game, perhaps you know it incorrectly as... Boudicat Tinkaichi! One, two, and three. It's coming out. We have a new game. It's right on schedule. May, the game is announced. Game will come out in the fall. Dude, you called it. I always call it. I call everything. I call shenanigans on this game. And they call shenanigans on you. I know, it's a hate-hate relationship. But we'll talk about that in a bit. So what do we know about the game so far? We've had some scans from V-Jump coming out of Japan. Julian, what kind of interesting things does it have to say? Um, well, it's got more characters, for one. Yeah, that's true. We're looking at around 150, over 150. That's very true. And let's see, it includes people like King Vegeta and other characters that are not looking at the thing right now. King Vegeta, Nail, and who's the other one? King Cold. And yes, then, oh, the characters you always vied to play. You know, some people did. And they're getting their characters now. Late at night, I dream of King Cold. I'm so happy. That's okay. Mike dreams of Pokemon. (laughs) And he does. No, I don't dream of them. I wake up and hallucinate with them. You also woke up singing a Pokemon song that you made up in your own head. (laughs) Nice. There's something like a frying pan. (sighs) We're not talking about this now. We're talking about Sparking Meteor on our Dragon Ball podcast. With our, You're always trying to derail me with Pokemon. I am so dead set on talking about the Dragon Ball news. And week after week from you, Mary, it's always, (laughs) let's talk Pokemon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to it. What else do we know? We've got the scans from V-Jump. There's actually a, a teaser website out of Japan that's up. And it's uh, actually kind of piggybacking off of the old site. It's dbzs.jp slash meteor. Then uh, we also had a press release come out from Atari announcing their Budokai Tenkai Chi 3. Or as we would properly pronounce it, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Or we would like to call it Tenkaichi Budokai as we normally do, but... Hey, they're Atari, and what they say goes. In their press release, we learned a couple interesting things. Same thing we knew from the Japanese stuff, about 150 characters and blah, blah, blah. They even specifically mentioned the three new ones, being uh, Nail, King Vegeta, and King Cold. But they also mentioned things like um, over 20 battle stages. We're also getting things like daytime and nighttime stages. And there's not too much interesting here in the press release, other than that. Uh, Japanese announced it. I guess we'll announce it too, and not keep the fans one wondering about it. That's basically it so far. There's some screenshots leaking and other press materials. So the game's coming out. It's going to be out in the fall. There you have it. That's That's a pretty fast announcement. What do you mean? Based off of uh, when we first learned of Meteor. Yeah, just a couple days ago. You mean Atari's announcement after the Japanese one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it seems like once V-Jump came out, which seemed to be how they were going to announce it, yeah, Atari was set to go. Although, I seriously wonder, I mentioned this to you earlier, Mary, if Atari saw the screenshots online and said, oh, um... Let's call Japan and see if we have that. Because it seemed like almost a verbatim copy of the information from the Japanese one. With a little bit of extra. Well, isn't so that a they, good thing, though? I don't know. I, that's uh, just my funny thinking about Atari with their, you know, reduced staff and their workforce. They don't even know what games they have. That's just how I like to picture the company. But yeah, that's rate, the news. could be more of us than them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> staff of three. So we're actually going to segue over into the topic, which will be about... 
Sparking Meteor. So our discussion is going to stem from three perspectives, and since there's three people on the show, that kind of makes sense. I'm gonna go first here, and the way we're gonna take this is how we all are going to approach this game, and what we're looking for, what we're not looking for. You got myself, who has played to death all of the games that have come out in recent years, um, in English and in Japanese. I didn't play through Sparking Neo in English, I don't have that, but I played through pretty much everything else in English and Japanese. You got Mary, who you started playing the Budokai games a little bit, less and less as they went on, yeah. and... And by the time Sparking Neo came around, you couldn't give any less of a rat's ass. I couldn't have said it better myself. All right. And then we got Julian, who uh, played Super DBZ in Japan on the arcade, and um, that's about it, right? I got beat bad. Now, this is interesting. I went back and I listened to some older podcast episodes that we did. You know, the very first episode that we did of the show, we talked about how we felt about the original Sparking game after it had been out for a while, and how it seemed to be doing, what its replay value was, what we liked, what we didn't like. And as time went on, we learned about Sparking Neo coming out, and as I listened to myself, I could hear a little bit of excitement. I didn't love the first Sparking game, but you know, it was okay, I had fun while I was playing it. The announcement of all the new characters coming out, the new stages, uh, enhanced graphics, all that kind of stuff, that got me a little excited for the game. And uh, if you read the forum or listen to the podcast at all, you will know that Sparking Neo was a little underwhelming to me. It didn't do enough. It added a lot more characters, and there's just no differentiation between any of them, blah, blah, blah. You can actually go back and listen to the Sparking Neo review. I think we did a two-part episode on it as I was playing through the game. So check that out. As I'm going into the third game in the series, I kind of feel like, fooled me once, fooled me twice... You can't fool me three times. So while I initially get excited about, oh, cool, a new game was announced. That's going to be awesome. As time passes, a couple days and a couple more hours, and then we come to the podcast recording, I'm going, you know what? I remember getting my hopes up and seeing the promo video come out. I was really excited, but then it didn't deliver. So my hopes for this game and my uh, my expectations are not all that high. So I'm kind of setting myself up for a loss. We're at the point now where the characters they're adding in are Nail, and the extra characters Aww. from the Wii version of Sparking Neo were... A pool. Hey, you like that. See, here's the thing. I have various levels of joke characters that I've always said should be in a game. Mary, you and I, years back, we did the Final Bout prank. where We said, ha ha, Pilaf's in the game, you know? That was like our joke. And then as years have gone on, I've been saying, <laughs> I want to play as a pool because he's just a random little character who actually had a name. Blah, 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 blah. Pilaf and a pool are now actually playable characters in Dragon Ball video games. I have nowhere left to go to make jokes about this. Cargo. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we had Dende running around a stage in Sagas, but uh, I would like to play as Cargo and preferably do a Frieza beam to him, and um, that would be my enjoyment for a total of 20 seconds. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing left for me to even joke about at this point. Is Yajirobe a playable character? Yeah, he was one of your top five welcome additions to Sparking Neo. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted to confirm that. <laughs> lunch! I mean, God, if we can make Nail a playable character, make Lunch a playable character. Just a character with a gun. Let's get Bulma actually, truly, go off of the rumors <laughs> from Padokai 3, throw her in there, and 
Make her do something. It's not like there's not quasi-main right. characters left to throw in. I mean, they just gotta be a little imaginative. Yeah. Do the Bulma thing. Come on. For this game to really grab me, it's gonna have to make a lot of drastic changes. And I, I'm kind of gonna sway away from it a little bit, because I know there's something you really want to talk about with regards to the game, Mary. But I don't know what else they can do for me at this point. It almost seems like a lost cause. They've lost me. I, I'm gonna buy the game. I'm gonna quasi-enjoy it for the time that I'm playing it. You know, it's Dragon Ball. It's the characters I love. It's the voices I love. Hopefully it'll still be the music I love. Ugh. We'll see where it takes me, but I I don't expect the same time I had with, say, Pudokai 3. Mary, I'm going to let you go because I'll probably have more things to say stemming off of things you say. What will it take Sparking Meteor for you to be even remotely interested at this point? To not suck. All right. But, okay, what what more- does that mean? Well, in all honesty, it's been so long since I've even touched the game. All I remember is the feeling of feeling very isolated and getting attacked from afar and taking forever to realize where you're being attacked and kind of adjusting yourself to realize what's going on takes away from the gameplay because you're too busy saying, what, what, what's going on? Or at least that's just me. Well, that sounds to me like this isn't even your type of game in the first place. No, I mean, I do prefer the traditional, you know, just one-on-one fighting, close range. Mm-hmm. And I definitely appreciate the fact that this is trying to be like the show with the, you know, long-distance fighting. But to me, that doesn't, you know, I might just suck. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it's very functional, for lack of a better word. It just doesn't It doesn't you. translate well. I just feel like, um, you know, it's too much effort for me to put into to, to be fun. I see. You're and looking I, for a pick-me-up kind of game. Yeah. And the Sparking games were never that to begin with, so this is probably one you're going to continue to just kind of pass over. At best, this is a rental, but because we do this podcast, uh, I guess and because we have to buy I them actually all. play games, <laughs> right, right. it'll be here. Mm-hmm. What about characters? How, wh- are you interested oh my God. in any of the new ones? Is there <laughs> anyone you want to... Uh, I could care less. I mean, it's cool and stuff, but to me, I figure if you have any more than 25 characters in any fighting game, you got nothing more than, like, palette swaps. Right. You're running into Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Air Mac, Rain, Noob Saibot, Smoke kind of dilemma here. And, you know, again, I prefer the old school 2D fighting game where everyone's different, which is why I preferred Super DBZ. Mm -hmm. May have only been, like, what, 12 characters? Uh, I think it was 16, the home version, but yeah. They're all distinct. Mm -hmm. Like, with these guys, it's like, oh boy, I can play as Bata. (laughs) Oh boy. And what makes him different? Like, he moves a little faster. I mean, on that, like, you probably noticed this when I was playing the game. One of the generic special attacks people would have would just be this Russian fire. Move. Oh, okay. And they would just rush in and hit you a lot, and that would be the super move. Because for people like Tapion, they didn't do anything. Which is why I wonder what the fuck are they gonna do with King? Not King Cold. Um, King yeah, Vegeta. King, Cold King Vegeta's King even Vegeta. worse. I mean, at least King Cold we got to see somewhat for like an episode or two. Things we saw King Vegeta to do. He blasted Paragus, and he got trashed by Frieza, and he had his little thing stepped on. Nail, I can understand. Nail's around for a little bit, but those other guys are just grasping at straws, including them. They look cool, so let's throw them in. Vegeta with a beard, yes! <laughs> and a couple Sexy. more wrinkles somewhere. And a more dignified armor with, like, medals on them. And even with Nail, uh, like, alternate outfits for Piccolo, and as you would do the, I guess they called it the fuse with Nail, fuse with Kami, he would get, like, the Nail scarf at points. So we've kind of already had him. I mean, at this point, who else 
else are they going to put in? Bulma. Karin. Karin. Yes. Yeah, throw him in the... Kaiosama. Why not? I mean, God, we know he knows moves. Oh, bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. Mary, uh, your phrase oh. is grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. And you, you really feel that that's what they're doing at this I point. I feel like if they feel the need to throw in King Cold and uh, King Vegeta, why not just put in Bulma and lunch? Is it time to move on? I think so. Actually, yeah. oh. I was just thinking um, one thing that they could do to draw me in, uh-huh. and I know it's a bit of a fad these days, is just some form of mini game. I mean, as much as these games bore me and I could care less, uh-huh. you know, I'm still a Dragon Ball fan. I do like things that are Dragon Ball related so long as they don't suck. You know, we were promised some kind of quasi RPG mode in Sparking Neo, and that didn't really end up happening where you would land in towns and walk around and talk to people. You would land and there would be a person standing there still, and they would have text. So in the single player mode, maybe some more RPG elements no. interest you. You don't really care about the story Just mode. Kind any of kind thing? of extra. Like, not even story mode that's played out. Just. For, yeah, for me, I want to branch off of that. I can't care any less about story modes in these games because I've watched the series. I played Budokai. I played Budokai 2. I played Budokai 3. I played Sparking. I played Sparking Neo. And sure, all of those, especially Budokai 2 with its what-if stories, I'm one of the few people on the planet that was really, I, I used the word earlier, but I'll use it again, engaged by the board map and the story mode in Budokai 2. Because it was different. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It, it was neat. And we had a couple little what-if stories in some of the other games. Budokai 3 had a couple little things, branching paths and that kind of stuff. Uh, would an all-new story interest you? Kind of like um, Hachiyuk? No, because it all essentially revolves around, okay, here's a story, and then you know, every two minutes you have a one-on-one fight. I don't want right. even anything to do with fighting. I want Mario Party with Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> I see how it is. You want, you're looking for something totally different. Something random, like really bizarre. Maybe even like a DBZ trivia mini game. Well, I mean, we could make that. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I'd be interested to put Harukanaru Goku Dinsets when it comes out in English and let you take a stab at that because that's kind of a card-based battle system. And maybe play that for a couple hours. I'd be really interested to see what you think of that. We'll do a review episode of it anyways when I get the English version as well. Mm-hmm. So Mary, Mario Party with Dragon Ball. What kind of stuff? Like, a, genuinely like a board game kind of thing? Or just something totally off the wall and wacky? Off the wall, wacky board game, for mini the love games. Of God. Like, just something to do on the side that's just not, um, you know, one-on-one fighting, story mode with fighting. It's all we've been getting for years now. The Bidou- Kai games, they had like tournament modes, right? Yeah. Like that, I, I like. I like tournament modes. Sparking had it. Oh, you too. know what would be fun? What's that? Okay, so take a Dragon Ball game, but make it like Pokemon. So you have this like character who's throwing out Dragon Ball characters, like the little creatures you battle each other with. So, like, no? Not like in a turn based system? Why don't you just stuff? play Pokemon then? Maybe not. In, anyway. There's gonna be Dragon Ball Online, and that's gonna be completely different from anything we've ever seen in the Dragon Ball Because it wouldn't have Dragon Ball characters. So basically, you want something new, this can't give it to you, you'll watch me play it. Yeah, and even then, just, you know, off to the side, because the game's frustrating to watch. It looks like it's really tough. (laughs) Like, it makes me feel exhausted just watching you play it. Alright, I guess that sums up your opinion pretty well. Now, Julian, assuming you had a PS2 and or a Wii, would this game interest you in the least, and what would it take to get you to pick it up? That's a good question. I suppose if they threw in, like, a bunch of 
stuff. I get it, but I don't know. I've never been too interested in fighting games, and especially since I got trashed at DBZ or Super DBZ at the arcade. That's that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> I gotcha. So I don't know. I mean, I like the idea of it, but I'm not really interested in playing. So I guess there's really not a whole lot that they could do for someone like you. It's just not into that in the first place. Right. And Mary, you know, we haven't done the top five list, even though we said we were going to bring it back. We've been doing short episodes. Yeah, but we don't want to give people too much of a good thing. Let's, uh... Right, we'll spread it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's do one now. Sounds like a plan, baby. Mary, your top five list this week is going to be the top five drastic character design changes. Mm-hmm. And um, this doesn't necessarily mean transformations, but um, in some cases it does. And it doesn't mean it's good or it's bad. It's just drastic. Right. It's from point A to point B. It's a rocky road. Gotcha. Let's uh, cruise mm. through it here. We have number five. What is this? All right. Number five is pretty minor in the grand scheme of things, but um, enough to uh, be on this list. So it's a haircut, uh-huh. but not for the better, in my opinion. I agree. Because I like this person better with long hair, and I'm talking about Videl. Very much so. She's oh, yes. a little too boyish. Yeah. With short hair. But it's um practical. It's because practical. she's certainly doing a it's lot effective. more moving around. Word to that. But I think um it warrants being on this list because the haircut makes her look kind of like a different character. So I would call that a character design change. Gotcha. Moving on. How about number four on your list? Ah, number four. This particular instance of this character has appeared on a past list of mine, and I apologize for putting him on here again, but this poor guy, he kind of sucks with this look. Vegeta with a mustache and a crop top. <laughs> Bobby Brown. It's very early 90s. Uh, that's this not quite Vegeta. Bobby Brown. Goten had the Bobby Brown haircut. It's a kid and play haircut. Okay. Gotcha. Ah, <laughs> uh, making with the 90s references. It's a very video. Freddie Mercury kind of haircut. There you go. Freddie, Freddie Mercury face and kid and play hair. Number three. More hair stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this one, for this character, couldn't see it coming from a mile away. Like, honestly. Right. I can only imagine what it would have been like in Japan reading, you know, the manga as it was coming out. And then seeing Krillin with hair. Nice. Wow. Like, what? He can grow hair? Yeah, he can. He, he does say at the very beginning that he only shaves his head. By that point, you've totally forgotten about that, and it just kind of comes out of left field. But it makes That's sense true. with the context of where the character is in that point in his life. Mm-hmm. He and got married. Right. If, it almost feels like when I watch those episodes that it doesn't feel like the same character anymore just because he looks so different. I agree with you. It does feel like a slightly different character. And, oh, good. I don't feel insane for thinking that. Cause <laughs> no, you're insane for just various other reasons. Well, he doesn't do much in the arc anyway because after they go to investigate the spaceship, he gets turned into stone. That is true. And then he screams at Vegeta's death. Number two, drastic character design change. All right. Now, this one I almost felt kind of bad putting on the list because this character does go through a lot of transformations. Right. This one is an artificial transformation, which is why I decided to include it. And as such, it comes with a very drastic character design that is new and fresh. And it's Mecha Frieza. And it was re-redesigned by Toriyama for Super DBZ. And that was oh, badass. I love, I love the tail, man. 
Yeah, totally. It's cool. So yeah, it's um you can still tell that it's Frieza. It still has the sleekness of final form Frieza, but it's just mechified. With the shiny veneer. Never mind. How about number one on your list? Okay, this one, um very, very drastic. You go from tall, dark, and not quite so handsome, Broly, to Swamp Thing Bio Broly. Uh, I believe the correct phrase is stomp, stomp, sludge, sludge, bleh. Here's my heart. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird thing that always bugged me about this character design. Like, here you have this giant sludge monster, and oh, and there's his exposed heart for no good reason. That alone is enough to put it at number one. Exactly. Like, it just really. It's a weak point for massive damage. Oh, Jesus. It's weird. It's nasty, enemy clone. So those are your top five drastic character design changes. There are others over the course of the series, but those are the ones that you chose. Mm-hmm. And you are the winner. Well, I won't deny it. Normally we would move on to, say, maybe releases, but the month is over and we'll hang on to stuff for June. So let's just take it on into the emails. Emails! <laughs> All right, our email here comes to us from Tim. There are a lot of people named Tim who email us. It's a popular name. It is a popular name. Tim says, hey, all, let me lead off by saying that I love the show and keep up the good work, and then a bunch of other stuff. And then Tim says, how does Funimation get Nimbus from Kinto? Is it actually an accurate translation? Now, before we bring Julian in on this, Mary, you and I just rewatched the Harmony Gold dub of Movie 3, Dragon Ball Movie 3, the other day. And they call it Nimbus. They call it Nimbus in there. That was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get in a little bit, Julian, the original name and what does it mean? So the original name is Kintoun, and the meaning is kind of subjective. It actually comes out of Journey to the West, mm-hmm. and there it refers to the technique right. that the Monkey King uses in order to ride on the clouds. Uh, now, to break it down, the first character means like muscle or sinew. Uh, the second character is like a ladle or a specific unit of measure. And then un just, or actually yun in, in Chinese means cloud. Um, so taken together, the general translation that is used by most people is the su- uh, cloud somersault. I was going to say, I remember that from reading the uh, Anthony C.U. translation of Journey to the West. It was the, the somersault cloud technique or cloud somersaulting. Mm-hmm. And so that name carries over to Dragon Ball in spite of the fact that it refers to an actual cloud rather than technique right it's like so, a, a formal noun for the name rather than a description of it almost right and so i guess the or the rough translation that you could use for it even though it doesn't quite work out in japanese is somersault cloud mm. i mean it's it's kind of a rough interpretation and gotcha. with that that in mind i suppose that in that respect that flying nimbus is an okay interpretation but it's kind of weird like i mean a nimbus is a kind of cloud but um, right. Why? Why use it? Furthermore, it, it's Nimbus itself is not an interpretation of the Kinto part, as I said before. Taken together, that's something along the lines of somersault. Uh, Nimbus would rather be a translation of the Un part, which just means cloud. So take that as you will. It just seems like a fancy way of saying cloud. Yeah, I guess maybe because of the shape of the cloud. I mean, to, to use Cirrus or Stratus wouldn't quite make as much sense. Now, I'm being really lame and using, uh, as the cool kids say, the Wikipedia, and it says something here about Nimbus is a Latin word meaning cloud or rainstorm. Hmm, that's possible. The prefix nimbo, or the suffix nimbus, indicates a precipitous cloud. 
Generally, I mean, and especially in uh, weather terminology nowadays, Nimbus is a, like cumulonimbus is generally like a, a cumulus cloud with a lot of moisture in it. So right, like exactly. Rain cloud. So I guess they're kind of just using the word Nimbus as the word cloud to make it sound cooler. That's what my logic is. So did Funimation steal it from Harmony Gold, just like they stole uh, General Tau and what else was in there that they... They, they also used Bleeper in the original Dragon Ball. Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mary, and then they switched over to there? Dragon Radar for Z. I do, think that's Do you remember it. anything else? Uh, those are the main ones, but it seems really coincidental. Yeah, it's it's way too coincidental. Yes. But uh, I guess that kind of answers the question. So if you would like to send us any questions, if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have hopes, if you have dreams, if you have aspirations, if you have prayers to Satan... Mr. Satan, he saved Earth. He's the champion. Uh, yeah, see what I did there? I did a little Dragon Ball joke. Uh... As long as it wasn't a Pokemon joke. Uh... Uh... No, I got nothing. So if you want to send us anything, you send it to podcast at dizex.com. You spell that P-O-D-C-A-S-T at... D-A-I-Z-E-X dot com. That is indeed correct. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode. We are recording super early this week. It's actually Tuesday evening. The previous podcast episode has only been out for two days, and we're recording the next episode. But Mary, you and I are heading down to my parents' for Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hot, hot, it is hot. Be hot. Like 90, so... Interesting. Ouch. Yeah. So we'll be out of town, and the Otakon AMV deadline is kind of like... The week after. A, a week or so from now. So Jeff's coming over Thursday, and then the week after to finish things up. It is a week from Thursday, I think the a deadline is. A week from is. Friday. Or Friday? Yeah. Yeah, so that's coming up. We are extremely busy. So uh, this is the end of the podcast. For good. Bye. No, uh, just this episode. Let's say farewell to everyone that we have here. Let's say goodbye to Mary. Aw, gee. Aw, gee. Golly, goodbye. Sure, why not? All right, Mary, people can find you at Temple O Trunks. That's right. It's the fan site for all things Trunks. And are there lots of things Trunks? Oh, yeah. I mean, with like poor spelling for when I was like 17. But still trunks. <laughs> that is uh, very true. Where can you find this uh, gloriousness of a place? Oh, thank you, G. You're anyway, welcome. the site address is www.templeotrunks.com. Yeah, that, that would be it. Good job. I know my site Congratulations. Name. You are an educated woman. I got a degree, too. Julian. Yeah. Yonder you are. You and I can be found at the Daisenshu of the E to the Ekans. <sighs> no, he did a Pokemon joke. <laughs> oh, sorry. Anyway, that can be found at www.daizex.com. That's Mike. Please stop with the Pokemon jokes.com. <laughs> Somebody make that URL. I'll buy it. <laughs> no, I won't. So, uh, I guess that's it. We will be back next week. Is next week the manga review of awesomeness? Possibly. Could be. I think it is. We're up to volume five. Oh, gee. So, Mary, Woo. you and I have to read it within the next two days so we can give it to Jeff on Thursday. Oh, snaps. I was going to say, let's bring it to Virginia and have a leisurely read. No, we got to do it uh, now. Get to work. Go. No. Go. Go. No. Here. No. No. Oh, no, Jerry's ah. the West is going to fall. Here. Yeah. Go read. Goodbye. So, for Mary over here, for Julian off in the distance, I am Mike Labrie, Vegito EXN. 
I think we are both suffering from the same crushing metaphysical crisis. 大前週 EX ポッドキャスト今週も聞いてくださってありがとうございます。次回をお楽しみに。Maybe not. In, there's、anyway. going to be Dragon Ball Online, and that's going to be completely different from anything we've ever seen in the Dragon Because Ball. Because it wouldn't、game. have Dragon Ball characters. <laughs> oh, Mama. Jesus. Jesus. Ah. Ah. True. Huh? He's dead, Jim. What's going on? I'm gonna have to take a picture of this waveform and send it to him. No, no. <laughs> What's going on? It was going. I don't understand. And then all of a sudden, I hear no, no. That's why this is good. End the episode material. Sounds like he's being raped. <laughs> Alright, let, let's, we, we gotta stay on here. This is way too much editing work for me to do. I don't、oh, have the、no. time for it.